Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. Katie here, and I have received a request from a doc that is just graduated out of her program. And she said she is having a hard time communicating what it is that she does and the importance behind it to her animal owners and her patients. So I definitely have this problem getting out myself. I like to think of chiropractic as a religion. I live and breathe it. It's a lifestyle for me. So it's really hard to translate what I know and I live every day. But it still is something very important that I need to be mindful about. If you can't teach something, then you don't truly know it. So I encourage you to become better every day and practice your, I call it elevator speech. If you only had 20 seconds to educate someone um, in an elevator, what would you say? Um, And we are going to talk today a little bit more about how to educate people and why it's important but before we even get into that I want to let you know that there's three big questions that you have to answer before you even get into education and I feel like this is the reason that we're having such a hard time communicating with people is that we aren't listening to them and listening to their needs So if you're driving or if you're working out or if you're busy right now, I encourage you to re-listen to this. These three questions are very, very important. Whatever you are in, whatever kind of healthcare service you're providing, need to answer these three before you get into anything else. Since we are in a traditional westernized mindset, at least here in America we are, we think I am broken and I need to be fixed. So, the first question you have to answer is, can you even help me? People think that they have to wait until they have a problem to go in and see the doctor. So, in your honest opinion, do you think chiropractic is going to help them? Now, try and answer this question with yes as much as you can. People want to know they can help, or that you can help them, excuse me. However, if you feel like you can't, or if you don't know, be honest. People appreciate honesty more than anything else. So I've had a couple cases myself where I said, honestly, I don't really know if this is going to help. I think chiropractic in and of itself is going to help your pet's body ability to function at 100%. And if we're going at 100%, we're healing at 100%. So we're headed the right direction either way. Um, So it is important to not lie to your patients, but answer yes as much as you can. Chiropractic in and of itself helps 80% of the patients that walk through your doors. So be reassured with that. 80% is a large percentage. The second question you have to answer is okay well you can help me how long is this going to take people want results fast nowadays it's all about that immediate gratification but what is so nice about working on animals 
is they don't have all the mental garbage going on. They don't sit at their desk every day worrying about their mortgage or their student loan debt. They don't have kids to worry about. And, you know, they, they aren't like people. They don't have the mental clutter. So if a pet's going to respond to chiropractic, they're going to respond anywhere from four to eight visits. Now, four to eight visits is not a huge investment as far as time or money goes. So a lot of your pet parents or your patients are going to be very reinforced, very reassured when they hear, yes, I can help you. And it's going to take about four to eight treatments. That's not a lot. It's not a huge investment. Now, I do want to tell you it is important that if they perk up, they hear, okay, you're going to fix me in four to eight. You say, I am not going to 100% fix this problem in four to eight visits, but we're going to start seeing results. We're going to start trending in the positive direction within that time frame. So set their expectations. Don't let them go into that brainwashed mindset of you're a broken piece that needs to be fixed. Um, it is very much a journey more so than a destination. Now, once you have that, you set their expectations up, they're going to say, okay, you can help me, great, and we're gonna start seeing results very quickly, awesome. How much is it gonna cost? I think, unfortunately, um, working in chiropractic or, unfortunately, the last result for many people, they've tried everything else when they come to us. I hate that, but it is what it is, so, being in a healing profession like chiropractic, I think of health as an investment, not an expense. So I think, okay, I'm eating a salad today. I put, let, let's equivalent, put that salad as the equivalent of $1. I'm putting $1 in my savings account. I worked out today. That's another dollar in my savings account. I got adjusted today. That's another dollar. I did my stretches today. That's another dollar. And these things start to add up and accumulate as a gradual investment. I don't like to think of the body as something broken that you need to have this big, huge price tag on fixing it. I think you should make very gradual and small incremental investments in order to keep it healthy rather than just wait to repair it when it needs to be fixed. So whenever people ask me, well, how much does it cost? I say, well, that's based upon your expectations. Are we just thinking that this pet needs to be fixed and we're going to send him on his way? Or are we thinking about long-term where we want to go? We want to increase their quality of life. We want to decrease their pain. And you really can't put a price tag on their health. So while I do want to be mindful of your finances, a chiropractic adjustment is relatively inexpensive to do periodically rather than wait six months, a year, three years for a big, huge emergency situation to come up. It's kind of like your tires are malaligned and you know it, but you wait until the tire blows up to finally go get your tires aligned. It just doesn't make sense. So I encourage you to reinforce that with your owners that health is an investment. It is not just something that is an expenditure when you break something. 
And every single day you can do something to build up your health. And every day you can do something to break down your health. So I encourage you to choose positive things you can do to help your body achieve its best potential. All right, so that, that soapbox is um, stepping off of it. Um, so those are the three questions we need to answer. I feel like when we're communicating and educating what we do, if we don't answer those three questions first, people are going to shut off. They need to have their needs met before you can get your needs met. Uh, go back to the saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So once you reach those expectations, then you can get into the real meat and potatoes of what you want to talk about. So now that we've answered those three questions for our patient, our patient owner, we have gotten to the top of the mountain. Now it's just easy, smooth sailing. Now you're going to talk about what you know. You're going to talk about what you live and you breathe and your lifestyle and you do this every day and you're awesome at it. So we're going to have that elevator speech prepared. I don't know what your philosophy is on chiropractic as far as what it is and why it is, but I encourage you to go back and read a sentence textbook or a chiropractic green book if you are a little rusty and I encourage you to uh, understand what it is that you're doing before you communicate it. But I subscribe to the motion theory rather than the bone out of place. I call the subluxation segmental dysfunction. Sorry if that offends you, but it goes a little bit easier when I'm talking to medical professionals that I don't talk like the bones are dislocated or partially dislocated. So. Um, I subscribe to motion theory in that I am assessing the musculoskeletal system to make sure that the joints are moving appropriately. If they become stuck or aren't moving appropriately, that means that there is going to be a loss of stimulation in those nerves, whether it be bones of the spine that surround the spinal cord or elsewhere, but those nerves that travel in the spinal cord, if they're not stimulated correctly, can't communicate properly up to the brain what is happening. And if the brain isn't able to understand what's happening with the rest of the body, it can't send healing signals to the rest of the body. So that's a lot of mumbo jumbo to people. So what I say instead of that is I say, hey, you know how your computer works? You have a mainframe, and maybe you have some wires that come out of it and attach onto a mouse, right? So the computer is your brain, and the nerves are the wires, and the mouse, it can be anything in your body, whether it be the muscles, the organs, or, you know, what have you. If you aren't getting proper clicks to the mouse, you aren't able to send that message up the nerve, the wire to the brain, and therefore the brain isn't able to perform its function of, say, opening your email. People get that. That's very easy. So I say I'm just restoring that connection, whether it be your computer or whether it be anything like your cell phone doesn't have connection via the cell phone tower. You can't communicate to the person on the other line. People think in terms of technology nowadays, and I find that is the most simple way to explain what it is that I'm doing. I'm simply putting that bone back, 
I am restoring it to proper motion, and that motion is mechanically stimulating the energy to get that stimulation, that communication back and forth. Now that's a lot. If you don't subscribe to that theory, that is okay. There are other people that think subluxation, the bone is stuck, it is choking off those nerves, kind of like a garden hose. The garden hose, if it is kinked, isn't able to have the flow of communication. There's no evidence to support this theory yet, um, but I see a lot of chiropractors use it and patients, you know, are very receptive to it. So you can use that one if you'd like, although I don't recommend it because it is a little basic in terms of how the research is progressing. Or there is also the biomechanical model. I sometimes use this one as well, where the bones of the spine are kind of like the tires on your car. If the tires on your car are malaligned, they start to wear down. And if they wear down, well, then it's going to lead to degenerative changes. And degenerative changes over a long time is not good for the body. It leads to arthritis. So that model is a little limiting in that it doesn't encompass the relationship of the nerves, motion, and how it relates to the brain. So that's why I like my, my motion, my computer analogy a little bit better. Now, whether these metaphors work for you, great. If you have other ones, I'd love to hear them. But those are the ones I most use in my practice. There's also, if you're converting someone to wellness care, uh, there are several different models for how to communicate uh, their need, excuse me, to translate into wellness care. My favorite is, well, do you brush your teeth every day? Most people answer yes to this question. If you say yes, well, okay, you use your teeth every day, so you think it is important to take care of them. Well, I would argue if you stand up every day and walk around, you have used your spine. So I think it's important that you do regular maintenance to make sure that just like your teeth, they don't begin to uh, decay and rot away from regular use. So people get that. Um, a lot of times at screenings, actually, I'll say brushing your teeth to your teeth is what an adjustment is for your spine. And people get that. So they see the regular need for maintenance then. I will say some other people that are more athletic minded, they usually think in terms of physical fitness. They say, okay, if I'm going to work out, I have to go this many times a week in order to get my six pack. And then once I get my six pack, I have to go this many times in order to maintain my six pack. So if you want to have a certain level of physical fitness, you have to do a certain amount of uh, you know, daily routine in order to maintain that and the adjustment is definitely something that athletes use to maintain their physique and their performance. So I hope some of these models helped you. Again, I do recommend that you get a little bit more educated on your philosophy if you are weak with communication, because that is what the philosophy is all about. Chiropractic and practicing as a chiropractor, whether it be an animal chiropractor or a human chiropractor, is all about having equal legs on that three-legged stool, the science, the philosophy, and the art. And you can be really great about knowing the science behind what you do and being really great at the adjustment. But if you can't communicate it through um, really concrete philosophy, then you're not going to be able to keep people coming in through your doors. So it is important to have these things ready 
practice them religiously. I recommend once a day you practice that 20 minute element, 20 minute, 20 second elevator speech and have that ready to go. Uh, but be mindful that you can't get into that prior to you answering those three questions. Can you help me? How long is it going to take before I see results? And how much is this going to cost? I hope this episode helped you. Uh, you know, I'm still learning and I'm still growing myself. If you have other recommendations or other things that work for you in your practice, I'd love to hear them. Or if you have other ideas that I can talk about in the future, please let me know about them. I'm currently on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Making Strides for Animal Cairo. And I look forward to hearing from you. I really want to see you be successful. I really want you to help as many animals, as many people, as many spines as possible. So have a great week in practice. Have a great week learning, and I will talk to you soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.